Hello, Hugo here, and welcome to episode 45 of the Kazushi Podcast, where Greg and I interview David and Sabe Krishish, owners of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Temple Stowe, which is in Victoria, Australia. Yes, we go to the Land Down Under in the third episode of our Jiu-Jitsu Couples series. We talk about how they are dealing with the pandemic and managing their children and how they function as a couple. You'll notice we don't do our usual intros because we started talking and things were moving along so naturally, I just said, let's keep going. And we end up having such a great conversation, especially the part where we start talking about the bad movies that we love. It was a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoy it. And now, on to the episode. The Kazushi Podcast. Hello, guys. Hi. What's up? Hello. How are Hello. you? Well, how are you? Well, how are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Hugo. Nice nice um, how do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> is it, is I wasn't it... going to say anything because I wanted I wanted him to mess up on air. No. <laughs> I don't know. Again, is it, I want to. I want to see you guess, Hugo. You gotta guess. <laughs> is it Christic? Oh, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Um, it's actually pronounced pronounced uh, Christic. Oh, Christic. Okay. Is it? Is that uh, Czechoslovakian? Close. Uh, it's Serbian, actually. Oh wow! Very cool. Very I'm nice. a I'm a half half breed. Um, <laughs> we all are. I'm a pure blood. <laughs> our kids, our kids our are kids awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you're half Serbian and half what? Uh, English, Irish. Oh, okay. So you're like twice bread. huge. <laughs> so when, so when, when white met bread kind of collided with angry and. Extra angry. And it's where they build white folks. <laughs> That's awesome. <coughs> Excuse me. That's awesome. Very cool. And um, uh, is it Saba? Did I pronounce that correctly? That's correct. Saba. Yes. Okay, cool. yes. Are you, are you, you got to do, do, do the full pronunciation though. Uh, do, do you want the Lebanese pronunciation? Yeah, go for it. All right. Saba. Oh, Sameh. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Thank Very you. Cool. Uh, I worked with uh, someone from Lithuania. She uh, designed all the packaging uh, at the company I was working at. It was pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. And you, how long have you guys have been living in Hawaii? No, they're not in Hawaii. They're I in you said they're Australia. Hawaii. I wish. <laughs> oh, I think you said they were in Hawaii. Sorry. We're, no. We're, where are you now? <laughs> we're in Australia. Ah, very cool. Oh, that's awesome. It's a lovely morning in Australia for them. It is. Is is it starting to become winter now? Is this like that transitory yeah. period? Yes. So is there like a fall? So we don't call it fall. Um, when you fall, it usually means someone got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we call it autumn, autumn. guy. <laughs> nice. 
Oh, uh, that's that's cool. Yeah, I should get used to that. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not everywhere uses. It is fall. Okay. It is fall here. The the leaves have uh and are falling oh, off the trees and okay. um. Yeah, it's, we're headed into winter, but we actually have a really nice couple of days. So yeah, lots of skateboarding. Nice. <laughs> was was it a really hot summer? Like. Well, it was. It was actually because everything was on fire. Right, right. Um, well, what was the average temperature? It was. In, oh, yeah, I don't know in Fahrenheit, but in in oh, Celsius, it was like the average was 30s, high high thirties, yeah. sometimes you know cracking forty. Yeah, so it's you know one hundred and five ish, something like that. One hundred and three. Yeah, calculator out. Oh, bust <laughs> out my conversion chart. Yeah, I, I think like 40 is like 100 around there. Right. So, okay. yeah, it, it got pretty pretty funky. We got caught in actual, got, you know, yeah. surrounded by a bushfire. We were on holidays. Well, we had oh an orange Yeah. We had an orange I got a yeah. photo of it, and the sky was basically just red. Wow. It was pretty surreal, actually. Yeah. But we, we had to, because we were on the coast, um, just north of where we are, about seven hours north, and we had fires below us and then fires above us. Wow. And window to go inland and then back down. So it took us like 13 hours to drive home because we couldn't actually go any other way. Yeah. Because wow. it was like everything was just flattened. So you were forced to take the scenic route. Yes. Yeah, through Canberra, which is just there's nothing there. I mean, it would be scenic yeah. if there was something scenic. <laughs> and not only that, everything was burnt as well. Everything was everything burnt. Was we're driving through. It's just black. Oh wow. Yeah, those, yeah. I saw the pictures were horrible. Yeah. Oh, it was gnarly, dude. So uh, yeah. Your home wasn't damaged at all. Nothing. Nothing. Oh no, no, not where, not where we were. Um, we were a little worried about where my brother is. Mm. Um, cause he was sort of very close to it, but he was, he turned out to be fine. But, um, yeah, a lot of people lost a lot of stuff. I mean, entire towns got flattened. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just like it just ran through there and just went, blah. Yeah. So Sorry. it was like this whole 2020 thing is like, I, I tried turning it off and turning it back on. Didn't it didn't work. Did you, did you <laughs> unplug it and replug it back in? <laughs> Yeah, we just, you know, and now we got murder hornets and it's what, what do you guys got? Murder hornets? Murder hornets coming, yeah. Murder uh, hornets. Uh, what's yeah. next? I mean, sodomy geese? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I get. I'm trying to think, like, because because Australia has probably the most deadly animals, like everywhere, right? Like everything's out to. You guys have bears. They eat people. You <laughs> but, you, but you guys have, you're, I mean, even the platypus is Your killers, right? like, your killers are just way more efficient. They like uh, touch you and you you yeah. take a little bite and you die. I was I was watching this thing with my kids. It was like the seventy two most deadly animals or something. And the platypus came up. I'm like, you got to be kidding. Yeah. To actually find one. Like, if you're just out... They're not everywhere. It's not only not everywhere, <laughs> they don't want to be anywhere near us. Like, you don't see them. Right. You really right. just don't see them. 
Anyway, apparently this guy grabbed a male platypus because they're the only ones with the spurs with the venom, and he actually got stung. And he was saying, like, when it hit him, he was it was six months recovery. I was just like, really? That's insane. Wow. Like, I've never even heard of that happening, but they they found the one guy. <laughs> There's always got to be a guy who breaks all the averages. Yeah, right. It's, it's got to be overachiever. God, you know. <laughs> He went out of his way. He went out of his way. Out of his way. It's, it's like apparently it was like mating season for it or something, so it was That's out and about. <laughs> and then he grabbed it. He grabbed a testosterone-charged angry platypus, one of those yeah. death platypuses that, duck you know, fish. duck, duck beaver fish duck thing. Beaver fish. <laughs> <laughs> right. But there's, there's actually only, uh, as I understand it, like two or three cases of a bear, like, actually attacking someone like being a like a hunter you know there was there was a, a couple that oh, why? Was it's only by because it's, the people that got eaten didn't report it <laughs> <laughs> well no so like there was a couple that got that got uh chased by one uh and eventually they got they got killed and then there was a guy named uh, have you ever heard of the uh documentarist timothy treadwell oh that guy came out grizzly man grizzly I'm the grizzly man and blah, blah, blah. And then they're my people. I still love them. He would would name the bears like Mr. Chocolate and and like pillowcase. Mr. Chocolate Chocolate just had enough of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was caught on, on camera, his, his, his death, Um, Mm -hmm. except the camera had the cap on the the lens. So just the audio exists. Well, you know what? He had that coming. He's he was right up with the Tiger King guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, the thing is, is where where he was is that he was near tundra grizzlies, which mm. are different than Kodiak or near the coast, because tundra grizzlies are like kind of like lions in the Sahara that go long periods of times without eating, and if you catch them at the wrong time, they will eat anything. Whereas other times, if you caught him when he wasn't as hungry or a different like, period of the season, he, he would have probably run off as opposed to approach them. So it was a very not necessarily unique situation because he was right in their area. But the tundra uh, uh, grizzlies are definitely ones that at the wrong time of year, they will eat every, any and everything. Right. Especially when they come out of hibernation and stuff. Mm-hmm. They've got to gotta hack in. Like, what is it, a million calories? Yeah, something ridiculous. To be able to sustain themselves through the winter. So you're, you're on the menu, dude, and you're not yeah. getting away from those things. Everyone's like, Australia's got, like, deadly stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do, but you have bears. You you got the you got. Yeah, but you're also almost as big as some of those bears. So I feel like you should be less afraid than the rest of us. Hey, give me a high-powered rifle. And we're good, but <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I live near a nature preserve, and while we deal with deer, which is not big of a deal, there have been supposed bear sightings here and there, and it's like, oh, that's the last thing I need because where I live, there are no streetlights. It is dark. If but we, walking, we also night. have, we have a, also have black bears, which are pretty close to the same size as David. So they're not they're not like grizzly bears. Like I'm not even kidding. Like they're probably standing or close to your height. Um, yeah, they're. Well, how, how tall is David? Six six. 
Oh, yeah. Jesus. So he's, he's not small. <laughs> yeah. So, but the grizzly bears is another story. They can be, you know, huge. So they make David look small, which is kind of hard to do. So, <laughs> so I'm, uh, <laughs> actually, since the last time we met, Greg, um, I'm about 50 pounds lighter. Wow. So that means that you're more agile and still just as lengthy. So the pressure is going to be more annoying. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. That's what Sabah thinks. It's actually it's what worse. I know. It's what I know. I, well, we train. And he's heavier and everywhere. So it's like so, so so annoying when big people know jujitsu and their technique gets really good and even better. Being big is enough jujitsu for you. <laughs> you know, Ouch. you've got like three years of jujitsu behind you now, twenty three. No. Um come the like September, October, mm-hmm. this year will be twenty five years. Twenty five. Holy cow. Twenty five. That's a lot. And how long how long have you have you been training, Simon? Mate, six yeah. years. Six years, yeah. wow. What rank are you now? Uh, blue with four. Nice. Very yeah. cool. It awesome. is. This took me a while David, to get on. <laughs> did David get you into it? I yes and no. Uh-oh. Not, not, like, not like most people would think that would play out. How, how so? Well, it took about 12 years after meeting him for me to step on the mat. <laughs> Um, and he was never <clears throat> to, to try to pressure me to train or, or anything. He mentioned it a couple of times at the beginning, but then I'm like, nah, it's not for me. And then we opened up in uh, our school now in Templestone. I'm like, all right, it's just around the corner from home, so I'll give it a go. Okay. But don't expect me to do a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just tried the women's class, and then I did that, and then I – the rest. So I got addicted and I'm like, yeah, I'll train, but I'm not going to teach. He's like, just help out with the kids. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And so, yeah, now I'm ICP qualified, women empowered. Actually, Saab is the only woman in Australia that's fully certified by Gracie University as an instructor. Yeah. Really? Um, yes. yes. Wow, that's awesome. Or, or combatives, bullyproof, and women empowered as well. So, um, for, for basically the conversation was like, you want to try this? Oh, no, not for me. Okay. Could I give that a go? Sure, if you want. And uh, I'm not going to do the other thing, but, uh, you know, a little bit later. Okay. Do you think I could do that? Sure. <laughs> yeah. And okay. then what you went overseas and I had to cover a couple of classes and then you got back and I'm like, so this teaching thing, it's a little interesting. So I don't know if that's doing that. How do I do that? Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> that's awesome. So what did you think of what he did prior to getting on the mat? Was it just something like, was like a silly hobby? I oh, know. I, I knew it was like beneficial and, and everything. And I was always behind him hundred percent, not a problem. But every time I went to visiting, we just, man, the gym just smells. Yeah. It smells like boys. Smells like boys. That's great. 
Okay. So now years later of teaching and running the school and being involved, how much nicer does the school smell? Oh, way better. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> now it smells oh, like boy, boys and girls. That's right. We haven't gotten uh, any, any complaints <laughs> about complaint. that. And yeah. actually one of the things that we do get the most is when we get visitors from other academies, which we do quite often. Yeah. And they're like, wow, this place is so clean. This place is so, you know, it smells good. And everyone assumes that it's Saba. Everyone assumes that you're the one keeping it clean. So I'm not clean? No. (laughs) (laughs) Very clean. I'm a little messy, but there's a difference. You're not neat. No, no, there's a difference. (laughs) There's a difference between clean and messy. Yes, there's organized and not. No, I've got my organization yeah. Organization. <laughs> I know where it is. <laughs> it's an explosion of organization. It's amazing. Well, I know where it is, and that's what matters. <laughs> if I can find it, it's all good. How has COVID, how has COVID affected the uh, organization? Has it refined it or compounded it? Uh-oh. <laughs> um, well, I am very <laughs> blessed to have a very neat husband and children. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's affected my organization. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, all kidding aside, all kidding aside, um, we're very lucky just because we have awesome kids. Yeah. Um, you know, because we've got the learn at home stuff that, yeah. that, that the uh, school rolled out and um, they're, they're doing their thing and He's just over there right now doing her homework. I didn't even notice. Right, okay. So we're getting rebuked for being too loud. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I got this. I I saw a video uh, of a a reporter in the U.S. He's talking to kids who are, you know, staying home uh, with the quarantine. And they're starting to give their parents, like, reviews, you know, like – (laughs) <laughs> like giving them pieces of paper with like you boss me around too much, um, you know this. Uh, I think I need one kid is just getting into like uh, U.S. history and like the Revolutionary War, so he's actually writing like I think I need to declare myself a separate state from the house because I, 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 I'm not buying into into this tyranny, you know, of of, of your parenting. <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, are we doing well with the land at home stuff? See, there you go. Yep. Yeah, cool. Take that. It's good. <laughs> I, I think that qualifies as a five-star review. I, so. I agree. That's yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm it might that. be a 12-point scale, but, you know, five <laughs> stars. <laughs> um, when, did, when did Australia start to uh, implement the quarantine? Oh. End of March. Yeah. So oh, we, okay. actually, we actually um, – took the steps just because that's the way that the sort of tide was going. We sort of reading a play and we said, look, we're, we're going to put a temporary close on the Academy. Um, what was the 21st yep. that's when of we said. March? Yep. But then, and we were only anticipating yep. it to be closed for a few weeks. Um, but then a week later, the official word came out and then, you know, it's, it's extended to, to where, where we are now. And, um, it did actually get more and more strict. So we had to change our plans several times. 
um, with reference to that, but it is, they're, they're talking about easing it here um, in a few days' time, but the nature of that is yeah, very ambiguous. Yeah. Nobody's actually giving anyone a straight answer, which to oh, me no. is actually pretty poor leadership, but... You know, if you, if you want if you want people to to go along with your plan, you, you better actually tell them the plan, <laughs> or have a plan, <laughs> or have one, or have one yeah. uh, that you can very simply and easily outline. If you can't explain it simply, then you can't explain it, and right. therefore it needs refinement. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, did the schools close around the same time? Was there because the U.S. it was very fractured. Right. We we closed a little after the U.S. But in terms of gyms and stuff, everything closed all at once. Every, all the non-essentials yeah. were closed. And then uh, once stage three was implemented, um, there were a few extra things that were closed as well. Yeah. I think okay. schools were the last things to officially close. Like, But it wasn't official because we had the – there was a, an Easter break. Mm. Oh. But it, the only thing they did with schools was like it was a week out yeah. just before just in, in right. Victoria where we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it was a little different for New South Wales and Queensland. Yes, yes, it was. But for Victoria, all they did was they, they just closed it five days early. Yeah. Okay. And it said we're not going back. They're we're not going to go back, back yeah. for term two. Term two, yeah. So schools are supposed to open in for us term three, which is June, July. Right. Um, Okay. Yeah, and that's – we don't know if that's going to happen because it is winter here in June, July, but um, but we'll see. It shouldn't we don't really – I, I don't think it'll don't make, anticipate making a difference because they're saying that it's like, well, yeah. kids, if they do get it, they, they, don't, they don't spread it. They don't show – like it doesn't really affect them too much, mm-hmm. so they're not really worried about it. Um, you know, in, in, which is like the one of the few things that everyone isn't worried about. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is bizarre, but um, I was just like, look, look, whatever, just have a plan and, and go with it. But yeah. yes, it's we we sort of took the initiative a little earlier, um, just because no one knew what was happening, and we already had people days. coming coming yeah. to us with concerns, yeah. and our classes for that last week just went. Wow. <laughs> they, they just dropped. Yeah. Um. Big class was five. The, the biggest class yeah. we had was five. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. people were already already sort of making up their own minds beforehand, and we said, "Look, it's just going to be easier for us just to sort of roll with that." Well, it's not just easy; it's just we don't want people to feel weird about it either. That's right. Of so we we wanted them to to know that we had their backs. So we we made the official announcement. Um, our last day was March twenty first. Mm-hmm. Was our last day of classes. Yeah. Awesome. And now we're just waiting for governments to say that gyms can open. As soon as, as soon as that happens, yeah. we, we're, we're hitting the ground running. But we're doing our video stuff and and putting that online and yeah. and uh, you know like live Q and As and things of that nature. And people have been really cool. We we're very grateful yes. for for our students. Our student base has been by and large absolutely fantastic. Just, uh, you know, super you, – you really do get to find out who, who your friends are and who has your back in times like this, and we're, we're very lucky to say we've got a lot of friends. That's awesome. So you didn't see a lot of cancellations? No. We, we wow. did have 
few. We had a we, few. We did have a few. Uh, to be expected, mm-hmm. um, we, we did a series of things, so it was not a situation for us. So we discussed it, and we came up with, with the idea that instead of people opting out of memberships, what we did was we put everyone on hold, um, which – you know, is a, is a greatly reduced thing. So it's like a, if someone goes on holidays, they, they drop their rate down to the, the hold rate. Sure. We put everyone on that as of April 2nd, which yeah. was the next sort of uh, day. Yeah, the cycle? Yeah, yeah, so next next part of the cycle. We put everyone on hold. That's that awesome. was vault setting. So we, you know, it, we took the hit basically and we said, yeah. no, look, guys, we can't be there in our normal capacity. So... We, we, we're going to stop doing that. We'll put everyone on hold. And those that wanted to opt in, um, meaning that they wanted to still pay their memberships, could if they wanted to. Um, and uh, quite a lot of people actually, you know, did that. Um, obviously not the majority, but, you know, a, a good amount of people, more than, far more than anticipated. And we sort of gobsmacked. We're super grateful about that. Um, and we also have a situation where we had people that lost their jobs almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, I didn't even know how it would have happened that fast. It was just ridiculous. Um, so we've got a relief membership in play, which means if someone informs us that they've lost their employment, we don't want them to think that it's, you know, a situation where they can't be um, able to come back to training. So we said, look, don't worry about it. You pay nothing until you're, until you're employed and that's it. You know, where you're still part of the family. So um, that's, that's what we've, we've done for several people as well. So it's, it's, yeah, we just, you know, you take the hit and roll with it. Every, everyone has to, you know, right. Um, you said you were doing some online stuff as well. Yes. <clears throat> how how many people attend those or is it just uh, like not a live thing or right so we do two per week that are live so our students are very fortunate in that we've got our students have access to Grace University so the approach that we took as actually Saba's idea the approach that we took was to supplement what they already have on GU so rather than reinvent the wheel and and repeat those lessons that they could get anyway. All they have to do is log in and they, and they check it out. So it's it's beautifully explained, beautifully formatted. You can't really lose on that one. That's awesome. And you already have it because you're a student of ours. We just added some extras. So we did some more conceptual things that tie things together and they're appropriate to all levels. And we do two of those per week. So our latest one was, when's the right time to escape? Hmm. It was the most yeah. recent one. Yeah. So, you know, just some ideas on that. And then every Saturday we do a live Q&A, but that starts with a live uh, class with Saba yes, leading the kids. Yeah, leading the kids. Just to put a little extra in there for the kids. We don't want them to miss out because a few of them will log on with their parents because there's a few families. Friends, so, yeah. That's awesome. Have you so you've seen like with the kids classes you've seen parents doing the classes with the kids basically at home and like or discussing it or how's that worked out? 
Um, well, with the live Q&As, from what we've seen, um, it's there, there aren't a lot of kids that log on to, to view because they don't have their own access. Makes sense. But, um, but like I said, we do have a lot of like families that train and knowing those families that they're going to be playing with their kids and they will end up doing uh, stuff. So someone like, like Jared, one of our students, his daughter just started like just before the, the closures and he's like, how do I train with her? What do I do? And, and how do I keep it? Gentle but technical, and so that's some things that that we've been showing. As well. We did a whole thing on, on yeah. sparring with someone that you could physically overpower. So we were doing, I was doing this with my kids, mm-hmm. and we were just sort of, you know, just I, I would film the sparring, or we would film the sparring sessions, and I would do a little uh, commentary over a little voiceover, just sort of explaining how I'm thinking, all that sort of stuff, and. Just to round out the already excellent technical programming that we've that all of our students have access to, so it was sort of like, well, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. We want to do something extra on top of that. And we did something else last week, which was sort of cool. Um, Jared, actually, same guy, um, one of our blue belts, amazingly cool guy. He contacted me and said, "Dude, I've got this idea," and I'm like, "Well, I'm I'm down for anything right now." The answer is yes, whatever it is. <laughs> if we create a zoom where I can put up footage of a grappling match or a fight or whatever and have you commentate over the top of that to a zoom group. So um, we did our first one last week and it actually worked really well. Um, Ooh, that's awesome. So people seem to dig it. So we're going to run with that as well. So there's just, it's, it's more supplementary rather than this is a class. We're going to go and do this. Um, I did like exercise things, like stuff that people can do at home, body weight exercises, mobility work, all that sort of thing as well. Um, Sabi did some stuff with the kids, uh, you know, exercises for the kids and the warm-ups and everything. So we're just doing our best to, to enrich what they've already got and just sort of contribute to that and, and just – making sure that the most important thing to us that we had already decided was the most important thing is the community. Mm-hmm. We want to have something to come back to. And the right. community is the first thing that people want to come back to. Yeah. When, when it's not your choice, it's <laughs> things where it's like, well, okay, the, the, this, is, uh, this isn't cool, so we want to get back to normal life and one of those things is the communities that you circulate in right and there's something about the the passion that people have about jujitsu i think it's very unique to the martial art you know like yeah like like i i was surprised i was hearing anybody cancel at all their memberships any school you know like that never crossed my mind when uh our instructor said yeah we're gonna have to close down because the city where are we trained closed down I it just I don't know why I, I just I, I, I like even now I feel like I feel like I I have this huge hole in my life not being able to train, so why would you just cancel and walk away? You know, like I don't think I could do that. Um, but I'm glad that didn't happen for you. That's great. Uh, I, I can understand why though. Um, there there are, there are other concerns outside of of that. Um, sure, sure. And and I would 
also suggest, you know, it's not just like a, it could be a job issue. So if someone's not financially able to do it, hey, look, you know, it, to, to my mind, to our mind, I should say, the, the big thing was nobody gets excluded because they lost their job. There's that first, nobody, nobody gets counted out. Um, if you have to cancel for for that reason or or anything else, you know, look, we we do our best, yeah. and this is just sort of standard operating procedure for us anyway. Say, we we do that anyway. We've been doing that for a while. If someone has lost their job for whatever reason, even before this, it was never a, a thing where all right, well, you can't train anymore. Um, we've always try to help them and, you know, make it beneficial for, for, for them and for everyone. It's just being a community and being a jiu-jitsu family, as we always say, you know, it goes beyond payments. It's payments, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're obviously important because we're running our business, but that, that's not all it is. Right. And, and their contribution on the mat is valuable yeah. to <laughs> everyone else there. Mm-hmm. Right. So if, if, you know, we, we're not doing our best to make sure that they can be there. Well, you know, we're not doing our best, and that's not acceptable. Right. So that, that was the sort of the, the big thing with reference to that. Um, but the other thing is, too, it, there are people that are legitimately afraid, and and people are throwing numbers around on the Internet like it actually helps. I mean, right. it's right. silly, right? It's like... Yeah, but these numbers say this and these numbers say that. And it's like, well, okay, that's all well and good. But, you know, people will make up their own minds. And when it comes down to that, especially for people that, okay, that maybe they could afford to keep paying their their academy. But it's still maybe at a stage for them where it's a, a service. It's not, it hasn't become their lifestyle yet. Or they may be paying for someone like their child mm-hmm. and they're not getting any direct benefit from it. Yeah, they, they might notice that their, their child is more confident or, you know, cho- choosing healthier foods or, or whatever that may be. But as, as a result of the, the training that they, they're receiving, but they're still seeing it as a payment for a service not rendered, which mm-hmm. We also understand it's they they have to make their decisions. I think one thing that is made very apparent through all of this is our decisions, our ability to make our own decisions, didn't count as much as we thought it did. We certain decisions were made for us, and I I wouldn't want to deprive anyone of that. Yeah, sorry. so that, that was one of the things that, that I think is, has been probably the most apparent is, you know, appreciate the ability to make your own decisions. And, you know, yeah, sure, we live with the consequences, whatever they may be, but that's better than the alternative, um, which is decisions get made for you. So uh, uh, my, my introduction to uh, total government control. I'm not going to be subscribing to the uh, membership package uh, once this drops over. So. <laughs> well, it's, it's a good a good explanation too of jujitsu, right? Because sometimes when, even with, when you roll with someone, you got people always say you take what they give you, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to go with the flow and, you know, 
you may want a particular submission when you're rolling with someone, but you don't necessarily get the submission you want. You got to make available. You got to deal with what you've been given in the role and what they make available to you. And in this case, the government, in many cases, made certain things available or certain options available, and we just have to do the best with what we can in whatever the situation we're in relative to our situation. I, I agree with that 100%. And for, and I think worldwide, everyone's been a good soldier. You know, like as much as, as inconvenient as it was, as hard, hard as it is, people have been a good soldier. But to add to the jujitsu thing, as, as, as much as it is take what is given, as much as it is go with the flow, there are ways to influence where that flow So it's not necessarily the result of a direct act, but influence causing a series of events which can allow you to get exactly what you were after. And I think... Everyone's been a good soldier and everyone's done the right thing. And, and we've seen world over. For the most part, that's been the exact case. But there will come a time where the fight is now worth it. Right. So there's, there's, there's a balance. It's, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting situation. And I hope it doesn't get too much more interesting. <laughs> I very much for it, like for it to stay very boring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how much has your daily schedule changed now? <laughs> Is like your whole routine off? 180. One. <laughs> Absolutely. How so? Um, <laughs> it's just not going to work, having you know to be home all the time. Um, there are benefits to it, definitely, but I'm not a stay at home type of person and that's what I've had to do for two months. Yeah. Oh, no, two months, yeah. I know. At least I get <laughs> I like right. cooking, so that, that helps. So the daily schedule yeah. involves the daily battle against becoming a, a blimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, well especially it, if she's a good cook too, that makes it even amazing. more of a challenge. That that's the that's the killer. Amazing. <laughs> But I've been, I haven't been making the, the really yeah. good stuff. <laughs> you've, been, you've been so restrained that you're holding back. Oh I can see. I, I want to make the <laughs> I want to make the cookies. I want to start my baking. But no, no, because if I do that, then I have to eat it as well. <laughs> but, I, but I've been making the good stuff. Oh, yeah. So I've been sort of heavy into the keto stuff. So Sava's yeah. been coming to the party on that one. Yeah. And I had the, the best rack of ribs. It was just awesome. Last week, yeah. just like the, mm. But I've been exploring, so I've never made like a rack of ribs before. And knocked all. it out of the park. It was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. But <laughs> I got the recipe from uh, actually Tom, Tom, Tom Mullaney. Um, Tom Mullaney. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I put Very the nice. question out there, and I'm like, "Well, who's the best?" He pizza? seems like <clears throat> one who would have a great recipe just hiding somewhere because you know he's in barbecue country anyway so that makes okay. sense yes. Yes. well so his would... wife had a really good recipe and she, he got it from his wife and gave it to you <laughs> either way it turned out well and I don't eat meat but I had a little taste and I'm like those, those spices and the flavors in, in that were just delicious it's just awesome so yeah. Tom shout out to you Tom that yeah. Cool. Yeah. killed bro <laughs> <laughs> wait so you don't eat meat and you made him a rack of lamb 
Ribs, pork ribs. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh no, I have no issues cooking meat. I just, I think meat has an issue with me. Okay. Okay. That's, that's just a test. Of, that's that's love. If he, he, you know, she made you meat, if you don't, you don't eat it. Say it again. Oh no, he was he was your biggest uh, advocate for how well you did it. So. Uh, I, I, that's I, love. It's baby. one of those things. Yeah. Like Saba has no problem with animals dying. <laughs> like not in a cool way. No. No. <laughs> I, I, and I, I have great respect for all living creatures and we and everything gives to help sustain everything else. Hey, <laughs> if you want to live, something else has to die. That's an immutable law of the universe. So I prefer my food to have feelings and a face and parents. <laughs> <laughs> and Sabo understands that. <laughs> I come from a very big meat-eating family and I used to love eating meat like a lot and there's a, there's a lot of really great um, Lebanese dishes that have that are very meaty <laughs> definitely oh <laughs> <Well>, yeah <laughs> yes. but yeah I, it's just it doesn't agree with me anymore so uh, just red meat and chicken and pork of course yeah, yeah but, but I eat fish and I eat bacon I do eat bacon, bacon. I love but how much bacon do I eat I have like a not little a, bit not a lot, not a lot. Like so when you're cooking it, you have like a piece to like just to make remember what it tastes like. <laughs> no, no, bacon's delicious. Bacon's not meat. It's a, it's salt, a salt receptacle. Salt, tri- a salt receptacle. I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm gonna brand that. <laughs> it's a vegetable, so it's all good. Because it's in a salad. It's in a salad, so it has to be it's vegetable. Good. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> so, certainly, certainly, we're operating outside the realms of the Gracie diet. Um, so this is not a uh, <laughs> no, not, not an endorsement for that. <laughs> uh, physically, how are you dealing? Like, are you are, are is your body feeling good because it's not injured? Or, or do you find yourself like wanting to train? Like, I find myself twitching a lot. There's it, that fine line. It's like the the jujitsu body versus the non-training body. It's like what pain is that? <laughs> <laughs> there's the pain of training yeah yeah there's the pain of not training uh-huh. where, you, like, where you start to get stiff and yeah and that, that's what I'm dealing with right now I just had right. a, an osteo, uh, osteopath visit um, just dealing with my jaw and my, my neck so it's just the so, um, yeah. it, it's like we're working out but it's not a situation where we, we're training not as much as we did Anywhere before. near no. the amount we would be for. So we've sort of had to supplement. Sabah's mm-hmm. doing her workouts and stuff. Yeah. Um, Sabah's a bit more hardcore. She's hitting the rower and all that sort of stuff. Hardcore. Um, I'm actually, <laughs> well, yeah, you're more hardcore than me. Um, I, I actually got into, I took this opportunity to get into the, the Wim Hof uh, method of the breathing in. The cold showers and all that sort of stuff, and uh, I, I found it very interesting. Yeah. And I got to say, I actually prefer a cold shower now, which is something I I never really explored before. The first time I experienced anything like that was the first time I went to Brazil uh, at uh, Pedro Sauer's uh, Posada that he has a camp there a couple of times a year, and. He's got this waterfall at the back. So it's up in the hills in Petropolis. So it's 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 quite you know a fair way up, and right. 
that comes right off the mountain, straight down the hill, which is the water for the whole property. And he's got this little, you know, 100 mil pipe, uh, you know, sort of jutting out to the side. And there's a little tap attached to it. So you, you stand on a, a coffee table size rock about 20 feet up. And there's no rails or anything. It's like, it's awesome. Because if you don't have base, you, you're going to die. Right? <laughs> and then they're like, are you ready? It's like, yeah, ready. And they turn the tap on and this ice cold water just spills down on you from another 20 something feet up. Ooh. The feeling was like a thousand, like 10,000 ice fists just punching your muscles. And it was the best. And it was the first time I'd ever done anything like that. So it piqued my interest. That was a while ago. And we did the, the cold uh, the for our anniversary. We, yeah. we, we beat each fun. other up and then we went and got frozen. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the full body cryotherapy. Um, was it the one where it comes up to your neck or were you like it fully closed? Yeah. Oh, it's up to the neck. Okay. <laughs> the neck. Um, Although for you with your height, did that? Did that work? The floor moved. Oh, it does. Okay. The floor thing. So I was right up to there. It was pretty awome. Hey, buddy. This is Gabe. You want to say hi to the guys? Hi. Hello. This is my This is Gabriel. How excited were your children to not have to go to school? Guys, how did you feel about? How do you feel about not going to school? There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. You didn't like it? You miss your friends? You want to go back? Yeah. Right. Oh, my, my phone's been kidnapped, what, a couple of hours every day for them talking to their friends. <laughs> well, they got this function, what is it? A house party. Right. It's an app it's where it. the kids just um, face chat, FaceTime. Oh, okay. Same time? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty, pretty fun. I mean, it's yeah. not quite meeting with school and hanging out and stuff, but it's better than nothing, yeah. which is sure, yeah, of course. Which is which is cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the cryotherapy yeah, thing. Cryotherapy. Oh, that was great. See, I, awesome. I'm a wuss when it comes to cold things. Oh god. How did you mm-hmm. do with uh, Sab? How did you do with the JJLS with the, th- the cold pool that we did? I wasn't able to do the ice bath like you guys. I wasn't able to do it that day, but that's what made me want to do. Okay. The yeah. Gotcha. So it was after you got back. Yeah, I started talking about it yes. a lot. <laughs> and a gym around the corner, it's, a, it's yeah. like a, a bodybuilding powerlifting gym. They actually have one mm-hmm. of those massive okay. tin canister thingies. <laughs> That's what it sort of looks like. It looks like yeah. a big tin can. And uh, But it went to what? I was uh, in Celsius. It was minus 160. Minus 160 or something? What? Oh, wow. So yeah. it, it's really cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it feels great afterwards, though. It's fantastic. Yeah, it was so good. How does it feel during, though? I mean, it's only a couple seconds, right, that you're exposed to it? Three, Three minutes. minutes. Okay, never mind. Gloves and socks. I was going to ask you, do you have gloves on? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. gloves and socks. Um, it was cold, but you can move around. You can dance around. There's no special breathing techniques that you need to do, like, the, um, like with the ice bar. But... I'm, yeah, like I said, I, I was when it comes to cold, so I was, you know, complaining <laughs> the whole time. But that being said, it was really good, and I felt amazing afterwards. And it, yeah, yeah. it's not that long. It didn't feel that long, so it was okay. Yeah, it's, it's a relative. How long was it? 
Three, three. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, well, I just remember when we did the the, the ice baths with the JJLS. I like because I've done ice baths for like playing football and both soccer and American football. Translate for Australians, but uh, <laughs> or everyone not American. But uh, even then, like you, you kind of just jump. And I, I do surfing in the winter for time here, so I, I'm used to well as you as you can get to surfing in cold weather. But even with that, you kind of like just man up and take it and breathe through it and go. And I'm used to, like, if you lose your breath, you have to restart, like, kind of jump out and, like, re- re- redo it, so to speak. But if you lose your breath, you kind of almost have to restart because if you lose your breath, you're kind of in trouble. But with the Wim Hof stuff, yeah. So with the Wim Hof stuff, I went to sit down and I felt that I was losing my breath. And I just remember Pedro Valente looking at me and going, you're fine, sit down. And my brain, my brain literally was like, shut up, Pedro. It's not. And I wanted my brain to say, get out. But my body, for whatever reason, listened to him and I sat down. And next thing you know, before I knew, I was fine. But like there was like my brain and body were not communicating with each other. And I sat down and listened to him, or at least my body did. And afterwards, I was so relaxed, but also extremely tired. Like I just wanted to go to sleep after. We also got up really early to do that. And I hadn't had my coffee yet, which actually made me really mad. But that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> well, you know what? The thing is, um, and, and anyone that's met uh, Pedro Valencia will definitely attest to this. He he is he's the guy that you want to listen to. You know, mm-hmm. he's, when he speaks, you can you cannot help but listen. Yeah. He's such a he's such an awesome dude. Um, but yeah, like I could I could see him's like. No, no, no. My friend, you're, he you're totally fine. just caught, like, coached me into it. Like, it's okay, yeah. breathe, sit down. And I remember, I remember looking at him like, no, but I still sat <laughs> down and did it. I was like, what did I just do? And I remember talking with Victoria about it, and she's like, well, you know, he just had a way about him, clearly. And, and That's awesome. I, I, I really do uh, agree with that 100%. He's just got this amazing demeanor. And the way he conducts himself, um, it's absolute credit to the uh, jiu-jitsu community. And, and uh, you know, if you ever get a chance to just spend some time with, with him, do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> such, yeah. a, such an amazing yeah. individual. Um, That's awesome. For, for lots of different reasons, not just his jiu-jitsu. His jiu-jitsu is off the chain. But uh, the, just that the way how articulate and how well-spoken, how intelligent he is. And when a lot of people, you know, we, we've got the stereotypical um, archetypes almost when it comes to combat sports. So, and different ones have sort of different personalities almost. And, and we saw, I think that really became apparent when you look at, uh, there was a match between, I think it was James Tunney, James Tunney and, and, um, uh, Randy Couture, they did that match, okay. and when you uh, you saw them interviewing, um, I think it was James Tony. I, I I can't quite remember who it was, but he, they interviewed the boxer, and you could barely understand two words that came out of him. And then they interviewed Randy Couture, a, a very long and storied uh, combat career, um, even from before his MMA days. Very articulate, very intelligent. You know, and that that was, you know, a very obvious difference. So I started paying attention a little bit more to that. And 
now you've got sort of the it's almost like pro wrestling good guy bad guy stuff going on in the whole MMA sort of situation and unfortunately I've noticed a few instances where that's sort of spilling over into jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. uh, and you know whether it was gi or no gi or whatever rule set um, there, there is a little bit of that and I think people like the Valencia brothers people like Hiron and, and Henna and, and and those that do choose to conduct themselves in a very professional way, I think, put a very uh, important point forward every time they speak. And it's like, yeah, we all look around and stuff and you know, all that kind of thing, but it's always very respectful, very intelligent. And I think the jiu-jitsu example should be one that, that is good to follow. And it's it, that goes beyond, and we're talking about you know not being able to train, that goes beyond just simply training and conduct on the mat. That that's how you interact with everyone, and that's that's okay. that's a huge thing. And I think one of those benefits. That's one of the benefits. That's like to say jujitsu is not essential. I would have to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the in uh, is in Abu Dhabi where they it's like required in school. You know. Yeah. I, now, now yeah. it's part of the school program. Yeah, you have to take it. You know, it's awesome. By the time you um, graduate, you're basically a black belt in the the, the, the yeah. schools in Abu Dhabi now. That's fantastic. Gordo Gordo yeah. was in charge of that for a while, and it was it's it's actually a re, uh, result of the relationship that guys like Henzo Hickson and them have spent with the the families that run Abu Dhabi and Dubai and that the whole UAE. So they've had a whole uh, they've had a series of uh, black belts that have been brought over from Brazil, America to help kind of facilitate that as like gym class in an extra class instead yeah. of gym class it's or in addition to gym class it's jujitsu. Well I would be one hundred percent down for that as Absolutely. opposed to football. Like we have Australian rules football, we have rugby here. And um yeah that, that's the crazy thing. In Australia that the challenge that we have or one of the challenges we have is the assumption that martial arts of all kinds are, are dangerous. And right. creates this uh, fighting, uh, violent, fighting culture. violent mentality. Yeah. Well, at, at this point, I say to them, "Well, look, I, I I could tell you how that isn't true, but let's have a look at football, for example, which is very socially acceptable here. It's almost like me being a big kid. The worst injury I ever had was playing football, and." Uh, you know, it's like, come on, you're you're a big guy. You got to go out there and and play football. And I was never actually very good at it. Um, I ended up breaking my arm and dislocating my wrist um, playing football. Um, and and it wasn't until you know relatively recently where I made this point. And it's like, well, you're sending a child into a combat sport with no combat training. And that was, I, I was saying that to a parent and they're like, I never thought of it that way. Cause what's the, the, the one thing that you would hear in, in an AFL coaching environment is get your head over the ball. So you've got 18 guys, right? Trying to jump on the same ball. Going hard, mate. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the coach. That's the coach talking. Going hard, mate. Just go, go hard at it. 
you won't get hurt. I said, you know, if I don't go at all, I won't get hurt either. (laughs) (laughs) You're sending a kid into a combat sport with no combat training. Mm -hmm. And the culture around that as those kids get older, and we do see this in Australia during football season, which has been postponed due to all this sort of stuff, um, during football season from the professional level all the way down to the local level, where you know people get paid a, a stipend to, to play for their local team and all that sort of stuff. We see countless acts of irresponsible behavior, fighting, drunken disorderly, assaults against women, you name it, it's happening. And it's like, well, that's the culture of that. So there's a big confusion. It's like combat sport, no combat training, a combative and, and disrespectful attitude that comes out around that, mm-hmm. this sense of bravado, this macho, we can get away with anything because we're great athletes. And this is this is the story with a lot of athletes from all different uh, sports. And then you have martial arts. Oh, that's about violence. So therefore, it is violence. Like, well, okay. I don't okay. want my kids to be violent. I don't want my kids to be violent. It's like, well, and and, <laughs> and once Saba hits that first class and, and the parent is watching Saba talk about the rules of engagement, you know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't necessarily change right away, but it does plant the seed. And it's, it's, that's a huge thing. I know we had, um, one parent, uh, who, um, the, the father of the children was trying to convince her to bring the kids to jiu-jitsu and eventually she caved and she brought them in. And, and it was a was, cave, wasn't it? It was. It was like, oh, and she's yeah. sitting there and I could see the face at the beginning of class and really apprehensive about what I was going to teach the kids. And then we started, as we do, with the rules of engagement and then got into the whole, um, uh, you know, the, the no fighting. You know, we, we want to avoid the fight and that is the first thing we mention. And then by the end of the class, I saw her whole demeanor just changed and she was just she came up to me and said how how impressed she was with the whole program and how uh, wonderful it was and that so. Saba for for those who aren't familiar that are listening that aren't familiar with bullyproof and the rules of engagement could you just quick really explain that so that those who don't know can know okay so with the rules of engagement uh, with the Gracie University the children's program is a bullyproof program and as part of that we have um the five rules of engagement, which teach the kids that jujitsu is for defense and we don't want to fight. So it's avoid the fight at all costs. If physically attacked, defend yourself. If verbally attacked, use the three T steps, talk, tail, tackle. Um, never punch or kick the bully. Establish control and negotiate. And um, when, using, when applying submissions, use minimal force and negotiate. So it's all about negotiation, gaining control of the situation and not uh, biting back. We're not about hurting the other person. It's about protecting ourselves. And that is a big mm-hmm. lesson to teach the kids. But to actually get that confidence, they need the physical ability behind them, as all people do. So um, uh, encouraging them to take care of themselves without um, putting anybody else in danger or at risk is really big. And that is a, a huge thing that all parents, um, and as a parent, that's that's what I, I love about this program as well. Now, now imagine, you know, if if like I can only help but imagine if 
a place like Australia adopted what the UAE did and said, well, instead of sending you into a sport where it's almost demanded that you behave violently without sort of thinking about it, if the, the rules are very simple. If you're holding the ball, I can crush you. Yeah. And, and you know, there's, there's rules around it, but, you know, you can't unhit someone when you completely flatten them. You can't just refund. And almost it's encouraged. You're you're almost like more of a man or more of an athlete if you the harder you hit and the harder you flatten them. You're 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 praised for being hard at it. Well it's get yeah. the ball at any cost and kick it through the two poles. Yes. Or goals. That's or whatever pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Uh and this it's it, no matter how many rules you would put on how you can hit someone, the bottom line is hit that guy. If he's got the ball, you want it, smash him. Now, if you could have a situation where little kids, by the time they graduated year 12, they would be black belts or very, very close to it, and the rules of engagement line up perfectly. I'm not sure about the, the actual phrasing of the law in the U.S., but... In Australia, we have um, Section 462A of the Crimes Act, which deals with reasonable and proportionate force to the objective. So if you have to defend yourself, as long as you're using reasonable and proportionate force, so force not disproportionate to the objective, you are, you know, in the in the right in terms of... In the U.S., it's use of excessive force. So that barrier, if you use the force that's excessive within the situation... And based on your skill set. So if you have training, excessive is different for you than for someone else who doesn't know any better. Which is which is argued by the the council, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then put to if it does go to trial, it's put to the to the jury and all that sort of stuff. You've even got an inroad there into understanding the law around that. And understanding your your rights and obligations around that as well. So you've opened up an entirely new set of of circumstances with reference to a, a child's education, especially as they're coming out of high school, they're going out into the world. No, how, how could you not benefit from having that sort of confidence to deal with an employer that wants to throw their weight around? Yeah. No, that's not acceptable. I'm not going to allow you to do that. How many times do do people need to leave a job from a toxic work environment where they felt that they had no voice or they couldn't stand up? Um, And and, or maybe you you got, and this happens every weekend, Mm -hmm. you got some kid that grew up playing footy and he's a rough, tough cocoa puff and then he gets into a, a, a fight at a pub, hits the guy, as he's being told to do, yeah, hit him hard. And a lot of these guys are actually now training in things like boxing and wrestling to assist with their ability to play football. So these guys are, aren't unskilled. They punch a guy, they pick a guy up and throw him on the ground or whatever. That guy smashes his head on the concrete and it's over for him. This happens every weekend. This is something that doesn't get talked about. It's like, wouldn't it be better off to invest in that in schools? I think the, the UAE yeah. is killing it. If that if that's Hey, they're, they're moving it over there. Wish we could follow the same uh, protocols, and, and you know, hopefully, you know, with with the work that we're all collectively doing worldwide, I think that's it's a possibility. Anything's possible. 
How often do you wish you could teach the the uh, rules of engagement and that art of uh, uh, negotiation to your adult students? Because I always see people who I wish they could just learn that. We we do. Okay. We do. That's fantastic. You can phrase it a little differently, but we do. Uh, they're, they're, they're universal. Yeah. Universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if you have a guy like Nick Diaz, who we all know is like a trained killer, yeah. saying in, a, in Black Belt magazine that if he ever got no fight in the street, the first thing he would try to do is run away, that tells you something, yeah. right? Right. Because he knows. You know. and, he's, and he's about as gangster as they come. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, no one could question his pedigree. Right? Like, <laughs> that Stockton slap is legit. He did it to me at a MMA yeah. fight. and. No, I don't think anyone would ever, even at least to his face, ever say he couldn't fight. I mean, we know, like he has nothing to prove. <laughs> we, we've seen yeah. them both take take uh, take some legit guys to school, and you know, yeah. but for them to say, and they grew up uh, by all accounts. I, I've never spoken to them, but you know, by you know the information I've been able to get, they grew up horribly. Like, they, they had really really rough time of it. It's a rough part um, of California for sure. Yeah, and, and they, they had a really hard time, and jiu-jitsu saved them. I, I remember hearing in an interview that they would show up to training because if they train, some of the guys would usually go to the food truck out the front and buy them something to eat. Mm-hmm. Now, that was just a, a simple act of kindness and decency in, in, a, you know, in, a, rough part of the, in a rough part of the world, you know, helping a kid out. And so, you know, if I go to training, maybe I get to eat. And it's like, oh, my God. You know, it breaks your heart to hear it. But it's so good that you right. see those guys teaching little kids and and helping helping those kids as they were helped. Now, you can be as gangster as you like, but to me, that's that's legit. That's who they really are. You know, they're, they're right. the guys that are out there. They're helping, helping their community and all that sort of stuff. One of many, many examples that we have in jiu-jitsu. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for one, like you talk about daily routine, I'm a routine kind of guy. I, I, I have stuff. That's why you're the ordered one and she's the messy one. Right. <laughs> like I would, managed chaos, I would right? Managed say chaos. it's OCD, but it's I would wrong. Agree. No, it's no. wrong. <laughs> OCD is not alphabetically ordered, therefore it's wrong. So, <laughs> is this a is that a nice. planet Davism? <laughs> uh, this is. I think that 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 was born well before Planet Dave. I even had my dad tell me in my thirties, like I used to line my Matchbox cars up a certain way, oh, wow. and he would walk past and knock it just to see what I would do to knock it out of line. And he just watched me freak out. He thought it was funny. <laughs> and it's well, like, I, I, it is. Funny. It is. So my friends would come over and reorder my DVDs and stuff just yeah. to mess with me. And like, think Even I wouldn't notice. Stuart with the bottle. On our right. <laughs> that was funny. My best man was making uh-huh. a speech and he was alluding to my, you know, my orderly, ways and he just in the middle of his speech he took a, a bottle and just put it on its side on the table next to me and without thinking I just readjusted it and the whole <laughs> 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 
You lived up to it, nice. I, I, we, I didn't we, even know I was doing it. You, you walked right into that. <laughs> gotcha. It's it's like yeah. rolling with Hiron. Gotcha. You know. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, we have um, we have friends we hang out with, and one of them is like he's like that. He's very organized. So we decided to go through his spice rack and totally disorganize it. <laughs> and I mean, I, I've never seen a, a man have a conniption until then. Like he literally saw it was just, oh my god, fully consumed, could not walk away from it. Even his wife was like, okay, John, stop pulling him away from it. He couldn't do it. No, no, I need to fix I've this. Gotta, I've gotta fix it that's great. But that's that. Saba <laughs> has been a very positive influence. He, in terms of just okay, Dave, you got to relax a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that influence of chaos. It's great. <laughs> oh, you need a little chaos. You, in you life. do, you do. And it, yeah. it, it, life yeah. is messy. Life is messy. That's yeah, true. Um, that's my excuse. But yeah, for, for some. <laughs> for so some that was like audit, that... not being able to to do what I do and, and teach people and have contact with. Our community. I never thought of someone as my of myself as someone that took things for granted. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, that's not true. Um, you know, after all this, not being able to conduct myself as I normally would, and and contact the people that I normally would, and and uh, you know, teach people and roll with them and all that sort of stuff. It's I I I will not lie about that. That's been very difficult. And I'm sure it's been difficult for you as well. You know, you, like Absolutely. the contact you have with the kids and yeah, and and kids all the, and all the, the women, women and, 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 and your combative classes. students. Yeah, all the combatives. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It really is. Yeah. And just my 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 wife's a teacher, and uh, the, she doesn't miss the parents, <laughs> but she definitely misses the interaction with her students. Yeah. You know, like she she at first she was like, oh, this will be be different, you know, but it'll probably be okay. But now I could tell she's just like, okay, I'd rather really be physically in front of them and, and engaging with them than yeah. it's you know, not, over a computer. It's not it's, the same. It, no, no, no. And and I think as human beings, I mean, this was an interesting experiment, and we got a whole lot more plexiglass and hand sanitizer. But that's not the human way, you know. No. And, and and that's why, obviously, I think. You know, a lot of people are upset. Um, for myself, you know, I, I'm obviously not by any means an expert on any of this stuff. I'm not a virologist. I'm not a doctor. Um, funnily enough, we met in naturopathy school. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, which is sort of funny. Um, but we're looking at the situation now. It's like, <laughs> see, uh, yes, it's bona fide, uh, you know, dicey. Quack, which Quack doctor? guy. Yeah. <laughs> witch doctor. Hard carrying witch doctor. Um, so how long have you been together? Oh, we've um, been married for been married twelve years. Thirteen years in November. Yep. And together for fifteen years, but we knew each other a few years before we got together as well. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we were. So we know each other for a long time. Yeah. We're old. <laughs> we're, we're, we're old people. We're old. <laughs> So how how are you your how's your relationship been dealing with the the pandemic? I've made it so far. <laughs> Without sounding sounding corny and mushy, David's always been my best friend, and for us to be able to reconnect together outside of work at this level, it, it's been good. It's, I 
married him for a reason. I'm, I'm not a mushy person in, by, by any means, but I ha, married him. you love me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and being with my best friend and just hanging out together is always fun. We were, we were talking about that. It's yeah. like we spend a lot of our day in the same place, but not together. But not together, yeah. Okay. And it, that was it. It was an interesting. And now you can't get away from each other. You wanted to. <laughs> He's still here, so it's good. Well, I said to the guys, I did say to the guys uh, last Saturday before class, and I said, guys, if I don't make it, it wasn't the Rona that got me. <laughs> Saba had enough. Well, My body would yeah. be somewhere. <laughs> still here. So, so I'm talking to you guys. Wait. Yeah. Going strong, going, going well. <laughs> my dad, my parents have been married for 40 plus years, and my dad will make the joke where I ask him about either the longevity of the marriage or how things are going, and he's like, well, I woke up to, you know, this morning, so, you know, that's a win, because <laughs> if I screw up, I probably won't. Or if I screw up enough, I won't get, I won't wake up. Well, nice. We, um... All joking aside... It, it has been. It, it was one of those situations where, of course, yeah, like like any relationship between any two people, you're gonna get on each other's nerves every so often. Yes. And it was it was one of those things where we had to. It was like, oh, hang on, it's different than being in the same place at the same time. It's actually in that regard, I think it's been really good. But yeah, we, we sort of joked about it. Like Saba, Saba got this tattoo. You can see it on that screen right there. See that one. Right, that, what is it? That's the. Well, it's the <laughs> Sacred Heart with a D, a G, and an E. So for David, my son Gabriel, and my daughter Eden. So. And oh, that's awesome. This one is uh, Sabah in Arabic yeah. on. Cool. Bingo. Yeah. And that all started actually as a joke. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, now you have to say it. <laughs> Here's the thing, like there's 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 a multiple parts to this. Yes. I was going to Brazil for the first time and I did not want to wear a gigantic chunk of gold on my finger because someone being get my cut off. Yeah, I'd probably get shot in the face and they just rob my body. It would be easier to do it that way. So right. I'm like, look, babe, I'm not really too comfortable about having a big chunk of gold on my finger. Um going to Rio. And so I was like, well, how is anyone going to know that I own you? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'll tattoo it on my forehead then, ha, ha, ha. And so I was like, no, just on the finger will be fine. I'm like, okay. No, it was no, all joking. Yourself. It was I all joking. But I, I said, serious. you've made yourself hurt, sweetheart. I'll do anything for you. And then uh -huh. what was the response? Like, no, 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 no. Don't do it just because I said it. This is a tattoo. It's like. It's permanent. Permanent. I'm like, and our marriage isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't up that now. <laughs> it's like, and I'm like, and it's just like the next couple of weeks, like there'd be a little few little jabs here and there. And then I ended up getting it. And, um. Oh, but before you did, you asked me how to spell it. How, how, how do you write it yeah. in Arabic? So Saba wrote down, oh, that's interesting. Now I know what to get. So like, no, 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 don't get it because I said so. I'm like, I don't know. You've made yourself hurt. I'll do whatever you say, dear. Right. <laughs> so I just kept going, kept going, kept going. And then I went and got it. It's just because I thought it was a cool thing to do. So anyway, I went and got it. 
And Saba sees it and he's like, oh my God, you did it. Right? <laughs> so then Saba's, Saba's mom, your God rest her, she's an amazing lady. Um, she, she got me a, a beauty. <laughs> we go to Saba's mom's house and Saba says, look what David did. Grabs my hand, shows her mom. And her mom says, she looks at it <laughs> and says, what does that say? Right? Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, what did they, what, how did this go wrong? What, what happened? And she goes, gotcha. <laughs> so she was messing with me. Yeah, that was fun. And then Saba ended up getting hers. I got mine. My friend went to get a tattoo, but as soon as I walked into the place, I knew it was going to happen. So <laughs> I got it. Um, and this was a couple of years ago now. It was now. a couple of years ago by a student of ours who's an amazing, uh, yes, amazing. tattooist. Yeah. He's an amazing artist. Cool. Uh, um, Evan, Evan Rainwell, shout out to you, bro. Yeah. And then... We were 10 years married then, and then as soon as I got it, my friend's like, oh, now you're really married. I'm now like, it's yeah. serious. Because 10 years and two kids was... 10 no, years and two kids doesn't count. But that, yeah, that was... <laughs> it was all, that was the pregame. You know, optional until you got the tip two, and then it was solidified. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, no, come back from that. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's, it's, so it's sort of funny, mm-hmm. you know, but... Yeah, but we met, um, as David said earlier, we were both um, studying naturopathy, and... Uh, really great course, but my mum always said we, I went to study to meet David. <laughs> that's it. So that's 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 how yeah. awesome the plan yeah. was. Uh-huh. Four year course, Dave. Four years. Four year course. Study. Don't actually Bachelor do of health science. Get it done. Anything to do Get with married. that? Don't don't do anything. <laughs> don't follow that with path. your degree, but find a wife. Yeah. <laughs> That was your goal. <laughs> that was that was a real goal. There, there could be worse goals, right? Like, <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. It's uh, yeah, funny stuff. But but yeah, uh, I had a lot of different jobs lead me to right. So all roads lead to jujitsu in the right. end. Yeah. I used that's to awesome. be a nurse. I was a nurse for twelve years. Oh wow. Yeah, and then a naturopath, and now jujitsu. So a bit of a That's change. perfect for David, you know, training jujitsu to have somebody to fix him or at least, you know, yeah. tell him if he should go see a doctor or not. Yeah. yeah. This is one of those things you need to see a doctor for, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it's falling off, you should probably see someone. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. If you can't, if, if she give you, you can't turn your neck, like, you go. Yeah. I, I have a lot of friends and family members who are nurses or like trauma nurses or whatnot, and their response to stuff like, you have to be dying before they yeah. think it's anything. Yeah. <laughs> if it's broken or bleeding, like, profusely, then you should see some. If it's just a little... You should cut, slow down. You should <laughs> slow down. <laughs> Put some ice on. Right. <laughs> Harden up, mate. Have a cup of great sun. Harden up. You know, just uh, <laughs> run some dirt on it and walk it off. <laughs> Put some spit on it. <laughs> So how do you, how do you think what makes you two function so well? You know, how has it lasted this long? Besides the humor, because you guys are hilarious together. Yeah, yeah, no, the humor obviously helps. Yes, you can't use that answer. We have a, a lot in common, but also a lot not in common. Not in common. It's, but it's very extreme, both ends. Right. 
it's like what? Uh, I guess the, the commonalities are we're equally nuts. Yeah. So, it's <laughs> nice. For anyone, it's like someone comes with, oh, gee, how did that, you know, how, how have you been married, all this sort of stuff, which we don't even think is like that big of a deal because our my parents are still married. Your parents, my parents were, were married for, yeah. for many, many years. They both passed away. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, that 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 idea is like, okay, we're we're still new. Feels so new. It feels new, but it's not. But it's not, and everyone's like, oh wow, you know, ten years plus, you know, good for you. Um, and it's like, well, find someone equally crazy and then marry them. Yeah. That's the that's the that's only right. piece of advice we have. Like, so at, like the funny thing is the commonalities are sort of weird because we like the same kind of movies. Yeah. And it's like the 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 thing that I knew that Saba was definitely. The woman for me Aww. was during a Valentine's Day. Saba got me the Zombie Survival Guide by Max Brooks. Like, yes. that's, that's a woman right there. None of this, you know, flowers or some garbage. It's like, no, no, no. You need to know how to survive a zombie apocalypse. This is how yeah. you're going to get down. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> But, so what? Love for coffee. A love for coffee. Love Actually, Saba got love for coffee. I did. Saba made me a coffee at I'm proud of that. I'm not right. surprised because her and I talked a lot about coffee when we were in California. So we, yeah, it's, she's got good taste in coffee. We walked all over Torrance trying to find a little <laughs> coffee shop that was yep. on every Google, but it was worth it. It was. That was awesome. I, I told and, you and about I, that. I've, I've been to that same yes. one. Been to that same one. It was the closest thing to Australian coffee that you could get. Yes. In, in um, Torrance. And, and Melbourne in particular is very cafe culture. And that's, that's one other thing with all this sort of stuff too. All our friends, um, you know, and family members, and family members. that have cafes yeah. and, and restaurants and stuff, mm-hmm. they, they got hit pretty hard. So yeah. we're, we're like, mm-hmm. I, I've done a few things like with the Coffee Chronicles. I call it the Coffee Chronicles. So a little thought on whatever I was thinking that day. And I get my coffee, so they do like takeaway coffees and stuff because you can't go into the place. It's ridiculous. You can line up like this close to line yeah. to get your coffee, but you can't, you, you can't sit down. That would be wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 you know, go to my favorite sort of coffee spots and say like today's coffee for the Coffee Chronicles came from like just little things like that. I don't know if it helped at all, but it was just one of those things I think. We do need to they, sort of come together. Do. And look, and the fact that we do have our cafes and restaurants open for takeaway is really important. That that support is something they need because when everything does open, I need my coffee places right. to stay open. I think yeah. the first I said was yeah. we're going out for breakfast. Like. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as we can. But that was my other question. What was the first thing you guys were going to do when you could get out? What was the first thing you guys were going to do together? And that already answers that. Yeah. There you go. Breakfast. <laughs> Breakfast. Take yeah. take take everyone out for breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's and it's one of those things you don't think you take it for granted until it's not there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, my, <clears throat> go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, please. please. Uh, no, it's my wife and I were talking, and it was like the first thing we wanted to do is go to the sushi restaurant near our house that it's closed. You know, under the quarantine, that'd be the first thing we do is eat sushi. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, it, yeah. it's, it's amazing how those those things uh, change so drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I think I I I, do, I am of the opinion that it did go too far too quickly. I think there was a lot, you know, there's, there was a few extra steps we could have put in between this happening and total lockdown. But you know, we just live with it and and just. I think that's another thing that jiu-jitsu really does teach us is yeah. resilience. It's not even, you know, take what's given as much as when it's there, you just have to, you just have to, to bear it. And I think that the longer you're in jiu-jitsu, the more you get that concept, this idea of, yeah, it's tough right now, but there's no place else you'd rather be. Yeah. And, and you just live with it. Comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I find I don't know about you, but I find myself like twitching a lot, like especially if I watch an action movie. <laughs> Am I alone? No, 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 oh, not alone. But... Saba is the '80s action movie martial arts movie queen. Oh, but... I, nice. Another reason why I love her so much. It's 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 What's so your, easy... What are your favorites? <laughs> oh. What's your number one? Oh, I. A tie. Top three, if it's, if it's that difficult. Three. Top three. All right. All right. Yeah, you gotta pick something. Uh, kickboxer. Okay. Oh, oh very yeah. nice. Very um, nice. I think this one is really bad though, but it's still up there. It's um, no retreat, no surrender. The very first the one. The very first one. Yep. And Dan was in that one. I don't he know. was the bad guy. Okay. Yep. And that that's. I may know is it. Is that the one with Bruce Lee's ghost? Yes. 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 And, I'll have to check that out. There's so many, but I guess also I'm I'm known for my love of the C to D grade movies. So like not just Bloodsport, but Bloodsport Two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like you know if you if you can take a movie fan from franchise and actually make it worse with every subsequent. Then I'll watch it. Sabas in. I mean. <laughs> Did you like the van the the updated one with George St Pierre? Because I can uh, myself. No, you it's okay. Yeah, don't we, 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 don't worry. You can wait. Sorry, guys. Just one second. It's all good. All right. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. Sorry. All good. Okay. But if you can find them separately on Eden's one. Yeah, I can. Can you? You can. Yeah. Everyone can find them separately on the Chromebook. All right. That's cool. Thank you. Answers yes. Go. Yes. Technology. Like how amazing? How amazing are our kids? They want to do their schoolwork. Yeah. I just want to get it over and done with so I can call Isaac and call at 1230. He's going to accomplish things in life. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good Your apple. retirement plan is well in hand. <laughs> uh, we, well, actually, our kids have been helping us out with some of our videos and, That's awesome. and, and giving some, some tips and stuff. And they've both been training since the womb. You know, they were little. Um, we found some, <laughs> actually, we found some really interesting little clips and stuff like when Gabe was Three, three, you know, just sort of horsing around, and yeah, you know, it's just just fun stuff, and you actually have time to do it. That's right. So there's there's the, there's the good and the bad. Yeah. But yeah, we get to we get to watch a lot of uh, a lot of action movies. Yeah. It's now, like I cars, first... guns, and violence. I was in bad acting. Bad acting. So you, so, so you watch I love all that, the yeah. cigar movies then? Well, a lot oh, of them. Oh yeah. yeah. Except except like I think towards the like the later. Yeah. When it was made heavier every week, it started to get a bit much. Yeah. It was almost as if 
he needed to make more movies to support his donut habit or something. <laughs> yes. But like under yeah. above the law, they're like it, it, they're classic. Yeah. Above, yeah. Of Nico above the law when he no. breaks the elbow and the elbow is like nah. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, my favorite kickboxer is Kickboxer Four. Oh, with the Machados. It's got the Machados in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right, right. I mean, it's a horrible movie, right. but it's awesome. Tom Paul, like, not Tom Paul. He was some other guy with wearing a, a mask. Crazy. Like a crazy. Oh, yeah, that's right. He had, like, a forehead thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, and see, there was some sick jujitsu in that movie. Uh, there was some really, actually, famous martial artists in that one. Uh, Burton Richardson was in it. Um, yeah. uh, the, the, some of the Machado brothers. I believe it was Higgin and Johnny. I think so. Higgin yeah, and John, I, I, think, I think it was them. Um, you can't miss Hegan. He's huge. Well, to us, he's huge. You know, to well, him, he, he might still be small. Funny, funny story. Like when you got, I, when obviously in Brazil, when you're watching a movie, it's totally acceptable to cheer for the good guy when you come into come into the uh, you know he comes on on screen. Um, we're not used to that in Australia, and taking Higgin to a movie. You know, who's six two, a massive, massive man, and uh, you know, and he's like, "Hey, Superman, all right!" You know, but... <laughs> 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 yeah. that's hilarious. Although, when you're Hegan Machado, you can do that, right? You know, like, <laughs> you're gonna tell him not to. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be that guy. <laughs> Me neither. But um, yeah, just just watching some of the jujitsu there was so so cool. Um, mm. Just sort of seeing that and and just being able. To, I was watching it with my friends. Like I know that guy, <laughs> which was sort of cool. That's awesome. Like, I remember when we first got to know each other. You told me I had um, I liked boy movies, and we had a, a bit. You of like a, boy movies. I like boy movies. <laughs> Let's watch boy movies together. Yeah. It was like a couple of, you know how easy it is to for kids to make friends? You like chocolate? I like chocolate. Let's be best friends. But that's how we became best friends. <laughs> it's like that yeah. Seaman's stepbrother where like, they're like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> we, had, um, we also had the music conversation uh, where music you thought I wouldn't know any of your music because, you know, you're so cool in the – I am cool. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of music are you into? At the time, I, I'm a total I'm metal. into everything. I'm into country. everything. Yeah. I am a total metalhead and mm-hmm. have been since for as long as I could remember. My mum, I just remember my mum blasting Black Sabbath when I was a little kid. You know, <laughs> cool. so uh, thank Hi. you, mum. Shout out to my mum right, for, for being an awesome metalhead. Um, so, you know, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, etc. And then I took it and ran with it. And my first concert I ever went to was ACDC. I was 12. And I was just like, you know, I'm a complete metalhead. And at the time, that was really not popular. No. At all. Um, so. So when we had the music conversation, uh, we started to find out how much bands you went to. It's like, oh, you wouldn't have heard of them. Yeah, and, and, and nine times out of ten, I would have been right. So don't make don't make assumptions. It's a big yes, one. Yes, yeah. I know. So I'm like, I know that one. I've got that album. I've got that album. You do? <gasps> Heart is fluttering right there. Here I am, batting my eyelids. Please love me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Did you give her like a lifesaver? Be like, look, it's the wedding ring. <laughs> we'll be together forever. Lifesavers with you. That's great. It's been it's been fifteen years. You said to get up. for the attention of the one kid and then when you have a second kid each one of them picks a parent to be your friend so it's like you versus your favorite kid versus your wife and the other favorite kid but then when when they have three you get back together because you're outnumbered <laughs> well you know you do have to have a unified front in the face of an yes. overwhelming force um, that's why we only have two and there's equilibrium in the house nice. is kind of right because if they outnumber you you plan to have the one boy one girl Yes, that, that was, was all me. OCD plan. <laughs> Not <laughs> really. There's the balance. Balance, balance in the house. Uh-huh. Um, but that's that's, that's the funny thing I think with with kids, uh, and and I I maybe we maybe you know carrying certain amount of stripes for for parenting, but as far as that is concerned, each child is has a different personality mm-hmm. and a different way to, to deal with stuff. And of course the, the, with the, the first child, everything has got to be just so, and you, you know, you're super paranoid about absolutely yeah, everything. everything. And, and then everyone says that when you have your second child, you're going to be a little bit more relaxed. You won't be so strict with this, this or that. And then you're like, no, 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 I'm going to be exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah. And then you realize that they don't break as easily and you can, let them walk on their own and it's okay. And it's like, oh, no, no, you're fine. You can do it. It's all good. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, 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 it's sort of funny. Every, every little bump for the first one, you freak out. And then the second one, they tumble and, ah, oh, you're fine. It's, it's not broken or bleak. Yeah. Get up. You're yeah, right. you, 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 <laughs> you'll live. You'll live. Go ahead. <laughs> That's awesome. How have the kids adapted to the quarantine with being at home and seeing the kids, seeing you guys all the time? Obviously, we already talked about school, but, how they dealt with you, you know, know, getting to see you all the time. They're so good. It's just they're, they're the, we live in the fam, family um, environment where we're not at home ever. That they're at the academy more than they, they were at home. So for them okay. to have to stay home and not go everywhere, it's like school, academy, then straight to bed when we get back. That was our basic week. Um so for them to actually have to be able to stop and breathe 
it hasn't been too bad. They've been wanting to stay home. They're like, no, nah, this is good. I, I, they're just chilling at home. And they're getting along really well. That They always have, um, but it's we see it more and we see the friendship they're developing and the connection that we have with them is, is definitely amazing. So, so I'm just I'm just waiting for the background noise, like, Wah! you know, they have a massive disagreement, like, just, like, five seconds <laughs> after, after I say I get along. Yeah, it's usually the way it no, works. No, uh, they, they do fight. Of course they do. They're two okay. kids in the same house, but it's part of the, the bonding process. I'm the second oldest of five kids, so it was a loud house, but... My they're my best friends now, and they're just they're amazing humans. So they're, they're great. And and you know, obviously we lucked out when it when it comes to our kids. I mean, our kids. Every every parent says it. You know, their kids are amazing, and our kids are amazing. Mm-hmm. They they they've taken this so well. Yeah. But I think the thing that I appreciate the most is the ability to sit down and watch TV with them of an evening when I'm normally not there. Because we, we try and stagger it out so the kids can get home a little early and sometimes you know we just have a day where they don't come to the academy at all, but it's that's less the case than, yeah. than normal. And just the um, the ability just to, to do those little things I think has been a, a, a great benefit. Um, uh, not necessarily to the kids, but to, to us. To us as well, absolutely. Just... Being able to do the little girly stuff with my daughter, just her playing with my hair. I think um, my, my <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised my head is still on my, my body right now, but just <laughs> playing hairdressers with the, my, my daughter, it's just it's big. It's big for her and it's big for me, just that connection and having the conversations. And just one thing that we are finding is that they're very uh, affectionate. That they've all, they always have been, always but are. we are feeling it a little bit more now, just giving them that reassurance and that, that they, I feel like they, they're needing it, um, that everything is going to be okay. Life is a little different at the moment. but And, and the bottom line is everything yeah. is going to be okay. You know? Yes. This will pass. It's, it a, will. it's a transient thing. It's just, um, you know, it's when, when obviously, you know, when you're a kid, you guys can, everyone can relate, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's... You say a year to a child, like that's that might as well be a century, because you know, the, to my mind, it sort of represents a large percentage of their overall life. So if you're five, you know, a year represents twenty percent of your life. That's a big chunk of time. But when you're forty, not so much. Um, so when you say a month or a, a week or five minutes, it's like, it's forever, and uh, you know. I'm, I'm just sort of, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm definitely very grateful and I'm also very proud of the way our kids have just, okay, and they just got on with it. You know, it's the mission, let's do this. There's, there's of course, some, some moments where, you know, they, they disagree or whatever. It's like, okay, fine. You, 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 that's, that's the thing. When you raise smart kids, they, they're going to use it against you. Um, <laughs> you're the first target, <laughs> but that's you wear that because there's, there's there's a plus at the end. Uh, <laughs> but you're allowed to disagree. Doesn't mean that it's going to go but it, your you know, way. It doesn't change. It doesn't change the mission. We've got to get out there and, right. and get it done. Yes. And you know what? They they both stepped up to the plate amazingly, 
And we're resilient. very, very lucky. Kids yeah. are resilient. I think they're more resilient than we give them credit for. Absolutely. It's like even Gabe, like, he likes being the cameraman. So I've got a gimbal for my phone, and he films us. He does the, the mm-hmm. recording for us um, when we're doing some of the stuff and just involving them as much as possible. That's really cool. It's, it's given, it's given, I think, I think it's given our kids uh, more of an insight into you are included when it comes to even with the jiu-jitsu business and mm-hmm. contributing to that, um, contributing to content for, for their peers, our students, their peers, um, when it comes to the classes and stuff, when they get a chance to contribute, they go, oh, no, I can. My, you know, my words do mean something. We've never told them any different, but this has just put a big highlight on that. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's been that's been fantastic. Um, seeing them rise to an occasion so well and so easily, they just did amazing. I'm, I, I can't... Uh, I can't be proud of That's awesome. Well, this has been so good. Thank you so much for this conversation. Really loved having you on. Uh, Where can people find you if they need to find you on social media? Um, so social media, we've got uh, our Instagram, which is yep. uh, Gracie Templestow. Uh, I'll get the actual handle because I don't know it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just turned it on. I'm, I'm super advanced with technology. <laughs> uh, so here we go what, where is it even his phone is neat even my phone is neat yes it is it is neat thank you very much uh, <laughs> I, so it's uh, our, our Instagram is Gracie Jiu Jitsu Temple Store uh, all one word all lowercase um, you've got Jiu Jitsu um, underscore finesse Jiu-Jitsu Finesse and your, the one that you, you're the working on right one, now. The new one, the new one that I've just started. Um, what was it called? Like, <laughs> 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 no, I do remember. <laughs> I sure, remember. Sure you do. Absolutely. Sure you do. Uh, okay. It's um, the... Um, it's the something. The something. We also have a, a, a Facebook page, a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Temple on Facebook page as yeah. well. Um, awesome. So, yeah, we're, we're sort of relatively easy to find. Um, but, yeah, just one thing that we've, we've been uh, encouraging all our students to do, but just anyone in general, and I think this is something that, you know, anyone can pay forward is just reach out and talk to somebody. Um, and, and in certain parts of the world. Um, so what was your thing, sorry? All right. It was uh, jujitsu women underscore grapple warriors. So that's so just a page I'm starting for um, jiu-jitsu women, just to anyone who wants um, a feature on that page, just to, you know, tell their little story and um, just to promote jiu-jitsu to all genders. And that's on Facebook? Uh, Instagram. That's it. That's oh, Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just like something that we've been saying to everyone is, you know, reach out and contact someone, whether it's by a message, whether it's a phone call, whether it's an email, whatever, just because in certain parts of the world it's, we were just sort of discussing mm-hmm. previously, you know, the lockdowns are a little bit more severe in certain parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that any of the jiu-jitsu uh, community should be thinking right now is that community is important. So yeah. reach out to your training partners, talk to your instructors, whatever it happens to be, don't, you're not by yourself. That's a, 
that's a huge thing. And, and I think, uh, you know, I know we've been doing our best to, to maintain all those lines of communication. Yeah. But if there was, if there was anything we would put out there to anyone, you know, go, go do that. You're not by yourself and jujitsu will return. I mean, really, it survived the plague. So, I mean, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all the best. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Always a good pleasure to see you guys. You Great to see you, Greg. Nice and, and a pleasure meeting you, you, Hugo. Yep. That was wonderful meeting you. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Take care, guys. 